Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Come home to ultra-fast broadband and Sky's best ever Wi-Fi for our lowest ever price from just €30 Euro a month. So you can now play games, stream music, and download movies at ultra-fast speeds for less than ever before. To switch from just €30 Euro a month for 12 months, search Sky30. Availability subject to location, set up these terms and conditions apply. For more info, see sky.ie forward slash speeds. Castology. Castology, the podcast that goes all meta and reviews other people's podcasts. So meta. Uh, your castologists here today are me, Liz Best, and Patrick Shearer. I'm not sure I like that castologist has become a term that we use frequently now. It's a thing. But anyway. <laughs> I'm owning it. I'm a castologist and I'm Zancy Weber. All right. If you don't want to be a castologist, you can just be a humble servant. Yeah, I'll stick with that. <laughs> So today we are doing our, the way that we do this is that we go through the podcast that we each brought to the table last week. We tell you what we all thought of them, give them a bit of a recommendation. And then after that, we go through and we tell you other podcasts that we are recommending each other to listen to. And hopefully you'll listen along with us and tell us what you think of them as well. So last week we did a topic show and we were talking panel discussions. So we had from Patrick, we had uh, the panel episodes of the Rubin Report. From Zane, we had Intelligence Squared Debates. And from me, we had the movie show How Did This Get Made? Who wants to review what first? How did this get made? Yeah, let's do How Did This Get Made? (laughs) If you insist. I'd heard of this podcast purely because of uh, Jason Manzukas and Paul Shear, who I'm big fans of from The League and other shows that I've seen them on. I think they're both utterly hilarious. I didn't know this lady until I listened to this episode. Um, I'm sure she'd love to be called this lady. Junaine Raphael. Ju- yes. Well, yes. I forgot her name. She has three. <laughs> um, and they're all hilarious. And the episode that I picked was... Well, you said pick an episode that has a movie that you think you'd like to listen yeah, to or, that you're or familiar a guest. With. And I picked something that had both because they got Kevin Smith on to talk about Wild Wild West, which was great because I like that movie despite it being utterly ridiculous it's in almost every way. <laughs> and I, I love the way Kevin Smith goes off on his tangents and tells hilarious stories about the movie biz because he's such a real guy and he's just talking about all these hilarious Hollywood characters that he interacts yeah. with. Like off, I'm going off on a tangent here now, but he does this great, <laughs> I think it's like like 40 minutes. He's giving, he's giving like this speech to a university about how he, when he made a documentary about Prince and how ridiculous Prince is. That's why I love Kevin Smith. So this is why I picked that episode. I loved it. Good reason. It was hilarious. Yeah. 
Yeah. What did you think about the format where they've already gone off and watched the movie and then they come back and kind of recap it? I think that's the only way to do it, isn't it? Yeah. Well, they do have prequel episodes where they tell you what's. I didn't listen to a prequel episode. I wasn't sure what that was. I've subscribed to this podcast for a while and I never listened to prequel episodes. I skipped the prequels. Because uh, it is, it's a lot of housekeeping. It's a lot of letters from fans. It's a lot of Paul right. Shear riffing. Because mm. um, it is usually just Paul. Kind of like a mini sode yeah. kind of, mm. you know, background yeah. information and whatnot. So, like, of all the episodes that they put out, I only listen to the actual episodes, mm. and they're kind of split between the ones that they do live and the ones that they do just in the studio with the hosts. So I'm a big fan of this episode, of of this podcast. I've been listening to it for a long time. I thought you might have. I listen specifically to Look Who's Talking To because that was one of the ones that you That's had recommended. So funny. Almost, I think it's a live episode as that well. One, actually. <laughs> Is that Bruce Willis? John Travolta. The, John Travolta. John Travolta, Kirstie Alley. Do, doesn't Bruce Willis voice oh, the baby? Oh, he does. Yes, he yes, does. yes, he does. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, and Roseanne Barr <laughs> voices the other uh, child. Oh, God. This is a really bad movie. And just because I hadn't seen that movie since I was a child. Mm. I haven't well, yet. Early teenage. So just thinking of it, you're like, oh, yeah, it was just a movie. And then there you're like, oh, so no, that did happen. much wrong Oh, that with was the terrible. Movie. Oh, no. And not even just wrong on a, you know, that's terrible level, but major continuity errors and and major errors within the whole, okay, these babies can't talk, but they also can talk like some can and some, like they don't even stick with the conventions that they invent at the start of this movie. Like the whole (laughs) conceit of the movie is that babies can talk in their heads to each other. But at the same time, they also talk out. It makes no fucking sense, and they point that out and they jam it in your faces. So, like you said, like I've lis- I've I've listened to most of them. I've watched about half the movies, but my favorite episode is possibly the worst movie that they've ever done this to, and it's the Garbage Pale Kids movie, which I have never seen. So I have not listened to that episode because no I, I skipped the ones okay. I haven't the seen. The Garbage Pale Kids were a nineties trading card game like sticker trading cards i think i just missed out on that i Patrick think it I definitely think it was missed out on to it. australia i think I it was american at all and so they have these gross kids who are made out of oh, puppets i i am sort of familiar with you that you weren't even born then <laughs> i was so born in the 90s <laughs> Uh, so I think that was my my favorite episode of this podcast because they kept grossing themselves out uh, <laughs> with talking about the movie. Uh, it- and a big part of the podcast is the personalities. Is yeah. Is guys, this is bonkers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just hearing uh, Jason Manzukas go, "Oh my god, oh my god," <laughs> it's worth it. So yeah, this is an re- easy recommend from me. This mm. is easy to listen to and constantly funny. So I know it was my recommendation, but I don't tend to listen to the episodes that, like I've listened to maybe one or two of the apps for films that I haven't seen, but do you reckon if you hadn't seen the movie, the episode is still worth listening to? Um, Maybe. Yeah. If if, if you know film and Hollywood enough. Like I'm no no expert, but like when you say a Steven Seagal movie, like you know what a Steven Seagal movie is. Sometimes I'm Steven not surprised Seagal that you movies. Sometimes Steven Seagal movies are you know just movies one, that couldn't Under be Bruce Siege? Willis movies, which is Die Hard in a Submarine. There's Under Siege 2, which is on a train. And it's Die Hard on a train. He fights a guy <laughs> in the kitchen, in the train kitchen. 
Maybe this is the first one. Either They're way, it doesn't really matter. Die-hard movies that But didn't he has a knife fight with a guy, and then after he defeats him quite handily, as he often does in his films, he says, "Nobody beats me in the kitchen." <laughs> and I think that I feel like that's the climax of the movie for me. Oh God! <laughs> it says a lot about you. Uh, okay, yeah, so, so this has been our like own, a- <laughs> our very own bad movie podcast. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a thumbs up for me. I'm keen to listen to more. I want to listen to the um the Conair one now because that's another film that has a special one. place in my heart. My favorite part of Conair is when Nicolas Cage is walking towards a cockpit and <laughs> one of these uh, uh, convicts has a gun. He's like, "Stop!" and he shoots him in the shoulder. And Nicolas Cage just unflinchingly keeps walking towards him and then knocks him out with a single punch. It's the best thing ever. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of aspirational lot of viewing best, in that. There's right? a lot of best things ever that they point out in this movie, in this podcast. So yeah, that sounds like it's a recommendation from all of us. So we shall move on to something completely. I reckon we go completely the other end of the spectrum and go Ruben Report. Ruben what do you say? Report. Ruben Report. All right. Okay. So well, which episodes did you if or episode did you listen to? I listened to the one with the rabbi and the priest. Priest. Oh, yeah. I, I was to like, the was it a priest one. or a bishop? Yes. He just kept calling I don't know what he was. Yeah, what's his name? Um, he was rabbi, a bishop. Rabbi bishop, Walpole. yeah, he was a bishop. Um so when I first put this on, I was like, okay, cool. And then I, before I realized it, we were 40 seconds in and they'd already started the debate. And I was like, oh, fuck, I thought there'd be like an intro. or So I had to go and rewind it and start again. Um, so they're just like, whoa, they launch and be ready. They just launch straight into all of the like guts of the podcast. So obviously um, uh, they discuss about religion and enlightenment and mm. the commonalities between, um, you know, the Christianity and Judaism. Um, I feel because I like cards on the table. I'm one of the people that that um, one of them described as spiritual, but I don't have a set religion. <laughs> yes, I do give to charity, as they made a point of mm. going. Well, you know, what do you do in your life that's spiritual? And I do, you know, give to charity and volunteer with charities and blah blah blah. And you know, I'm mostly a nice person. If you don't piss me off, um, so. I there's a lot about religion that pretty much if I didn't learn it in primary school I didn't learn it so I found this quite interesting mm. um, in terms of um, learning a lot about each of the religions that I was not aware of in the past I did feel like I was missing a little bit of information when they kept referring to people um, that that I'd not heard of so I had to do a bit of googling when they were talking about the way that some Peterson guy had changed religion or and he's right. like so some, he would have been on one of the previous panel discussions exactly yeah. which is what I thought um and what I really loved was that they didn't just talk religion though they talked a lot about like ethics and and theology in general and I liked some of the points that they were making in terms of um philosophical stuff like how people don't share principles anymore and there's such an us and them mentality in the world where if you're not with me, you're against me and and the only thing that people have in common these days is surprise, surprise, politics and politics mm. makes people angry, which makes people cranky and fight. So I kind of thought coming at that from a religious perspective was interesting. Um, they did talk a lot about um, how the internet is kind of isolating people and making people lonely um, as well as the political thing and saying that religion is the answer to all of that, which I'm not sure. Sure, I align. I'm not sure I align with that either. With that, but it was really interesting hearing their perspectives, and I actually think I learned a lot about religion. Like I knew the, I know the basics. You know, I was technically I was baptized, so technically I'm mm. a Catholic. But 
I'm a very lapsed Catholic, <laughs> yeah. very lapsed. Um, but I always regret not doing study of religion in high school because I like to learn about all of the religions rather than just following one. Yeah. So yeah. I, I found this quite fascinating. I was lucky enough in high school because we had to do religion because I went to a, a Catholic school. But in grade 10, I think this is when I first became an atheist actually because we did a whole term on other religions so we studied hinduism and buddhism and judaism and then that's when i realized like hang on why is my religion the religion yeah <laughs> then i began to question all sorts of things yeah actually i had a, i had an re teacher when i was 16 who i think was an atheist and he basically just told us like yeah it's it's kind of bullshit, but <laughs> here we are talking about it. You know, just wow, do don't a good, the school do a good job fired. and do a well, good job in class. That's the thing I like he basically about had tenure. These these <laughs> these sorts of discussions um, is hearing religious people talking about their religion and justifying it to people who are not religious mm. um, because they are forced and they speak about it themselves being mm. forced to talk about justifying your faith. Like it's not just about what the church does for the real world and what the church um, gives you as a person and what. Uh, you can give to the church, but it is also about Jesus having lived and died and being resurrected, and that is your core belief as a Catholic. Mm. That and Jews are like that never happened. God is the only God. Jesus, God yeah. never walked upon earth. You know, and it's so. I think it's interesting to listen to these sorts of debates because I myself am an atheist, and I can never remember not being an atheist, mm. even though I was raised in church and faith Mm. um it's very this sort of thing is very interesting to get these leaders in their religious fields talking on a platform specifically to non-religious people Mm. did you find i don't know if this is just the what i've been taught by my father who's a massive atheist but i found myself getting my back up a little bit every time they were suggesting that the the reason that the world is screwed is because people don't have faith in a higher power and i'm like they could find meaning in their lives other ways you guys like i got i got a bit cranky when they were like people don't have meaning in their lives and that's why all this terrible stuff is happening and the only meaning in life is god yeah i guess when you come through a religious lens that you know everything looks like a nail (laughs) yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, that's a that's a Ooh. wonderful mixed metaphor. Yeah, well, you know what I mean. But what I did get from what they when were you look at a crucifix say. all the time, <laughs> everything seems like a nail <laughs> that's affixing you to a crucifix. Um, but I, I did sort of get an insight into the utility of their beliefs, which is yes. what yes. I'm more interested in anything. Like whether or not you actually, and I got the, I got the impression sometimes that these guys don't believe it as wholeheartedly as they're supposed to, but. It, it actually, there's a usefulness mm. when it comes to their, them practicing their religion, what they get out of it, the sense of the community um, and, you know, whether or not a connection to a higher power, I don't know if you can really have that sort of thing, but at least, at least um, imagining it, it, it might prove useful in certain situations. I would have loved to see those two on a panel with an atheist or a psychologist. Oh, well, this probably... Leads into the next uh, podcast mm-hmm. review. All right. Well, this is this is a thumbs up from me. Um, I think I think it's he. I think this show. Like I went back and listened to a couple other episodes. It is a bit hit and miss. Like some are more, much more interesting than others. I think mm. this was a particularly good episode. Yeah. Mm. Um, but I think I'll. This is this will again be one that I say for like when I'm in the mood to go to this podcast. Yeah. yeah. For I'm me, a big fan of. Um, this one, yeah, he's one of my. Well, I get ex- 
depending on the guest, you know, sometimes it gets very exciting guests on and I do really look forward to this podcast. Yeah, I think I want to listen to a couple more episodes before I 100% make mm. up my mind. Like I enjoyed this episode and this episode's a thumbs up. There are certainly a few um, misses though. Yeah, well, yeah. So I, I did enjoy this one very much. But, I yeah, I like to listen to a couple of episodes before I give a full recommendation. Yeah, I'll try and look full at recommendation. see if I can find some ones that are particularly compelling. To you seem to like a lot of shows that like have the host as a personality and then the guests are hit and miss. <laughs> I feel like, well, if we're referring to Rogan, I feel like the host is more just the means to getting yeah, to the good yeah. guest. Well, yeah, you've got to be a bloody charismatic or Ideally, yeah. they're the curator. well researched. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's what Dave is like. Dave, he's fine. He's <laughs> yeah. he's, a, he's a nice guy. He's interesting enough, but I'm I'm not listening to it to listen to Dave. Really, no, yeah. and he doesn't. Uh, so he's not the personality; so it's the showcasing no. of the guests. Yeah. I mean, he's, like a, he's a good one. interviewer, though. He he's good at, mm. like, but know. he does not put a lot of himself, yeah, in the interview, which, no. I, which I kind I of like. Of. Yeah. yeah, I appreciate mm. that when they actually make the guest the star, because as with um, was it Joe Rogan? I think it was Joe Rogan. Where both Rogan he, and he, Duncan he, Trussell put a lot of themselves. Mm. In yeah, their and I didn't mind it when he's asking insightful questions, but when he just starts talking about his own opinions, I'm like, yeah. your guest is sitting it there is saying nothing. It very much depends on who he's got on. Like I was thinking as I was listening to uh, Joe Rogan interview Sir Roger Penrose, I think his name is, who's a mathematician, um, and that whole interview is just him focusing on this guy yep. who's yeah crazy intelligent and wants to get what he <laughs> has to all right. Say. Well, I think that was a mostly thumbs up from all of us. Mm-hmm. And we'll move on to the next one, which was Zane's recommenda- recommendation. Recommendation. Recommendation of intelligence squared debates. Now, when I first looked this up, I noticed that they had intelligence squared and then intelligence squared debates because I went looking mm. for it on the regular one. But it made me really want to go back to the intelligence squared and listen to because some of those episode titles sounded really. They are. Uh, interviews and panels as yes. well. Um, I particularly like the debates because I think the debates yes. get to the point a lot quicker. I love, as a massive debate nerd, which I indicated on our last episode, I adored this. I listened to the Is Trump Bad for Comedy because apparently <laughs> That's what I, listen to as well. I can't get enough of goddamn politics, <laughs> even though at the start of this show I was like, I fucking hate politics. Um, mostly because I had a very set opinion and I wanted it to be changed. And I think my opinion was changed by the end of the episode because I was like, of course Trump's not bad for comedy. Look at all the stuff that, So you, know, you went in there I've, thinking that he was bad and then left thinking that he no, wasn't. No, no, no. I, I think around. he wasn't bad. Like I was like, he's great for comedy. Look at all the material that's mm. come and all of the, you know. And I think it was the first girl, uh, Sarah Schaefer, had such an excellent point she sounded so solemn through her whole thing I was like she's a comedian she did a really good job of being like no guys I'm getting heckled in the streets and I can't speak my mind anymore and you know comedians can't be comedians anymore um she made excellent points about the fact that comedy needs to be people universally laughing at something and Trump has divided people so much that it's hard to get a joke that will land that everyone in the room will yeah. unite upon. And that's stuff that I hadn't even thought about. So within the first round, I was already doubting my own opinion on this. And I think, and I loved the fact that they stuck to 
strict debating, you know, round one, round two, round three with the whole feedback. I was always third speaker in my debating <laughs> team, which meant that I got to sum up and final, final word, baby. No one gets to speak <laughs> after me. Um, and so, yeah, I, I really enjoyed the fact that I, I, they presented their information in a way that completely changed my mind and, and in an amusing way, you know. That one was particularly amusing well, because it was they about had comedy. Yeah. yeah. Although if I was third speaker, I would have gotten up and been like, you just proved my point because the guy who was saying that he was bad for comedy was really funny in his yeah. closing remarks. And I'm like, you shouldn't have been funny, dude. You just <laughs> proved the opposite of your argument. Um, but, yeah, two thumbs up from me and any other debate nerds will love this. Anyone who um, likes and, – and they all, all the rounds are quite quick. They're quite timed nicely. Nothing ever feels like it's dragging on. You know, they'll have two or three minutes to stay their peace and then they sit down and it gets moderated and I yes, loved yeah. the scoring system. It does get to the point. It's good in that regard. I listened to the same episode – I went in there thinking Trump is not bad for comedy mm. and I left thinking both teams were pretty much right. Like I really yeah. don't know where to land. I really liked the point that the guy from Veep made, which was it's bad for hacky comedians, mm. yes. which I think is true. I think, yeah, it, it, it's very difficult now to to make uh jokes about trump that aren't just he hasn't made himself about yes himself. as well as like you know i, I think i think it's sort of yeah it, it makes things more curated yeah i suppose and look the debater in me loved the fact that and we were told this time after time in high school is that if you're arguing the negative you don't have to prove that the opposite is true you just have mm. to prove that the negative is true so yeah. the phrase trump is bad for comedy the negative doesn't have to prove that he's good for comedy. They just have to prove that he's not, not bad. bad. Mm. So I adore the fact that the first guy goes in and goes statistically, if you want to look just at the numbers, like on a technicality bullshit reason, <laughs> he's like, you can't argue with these facts. There are facts that the comedy shows have seen a massive spike in numbers since Trump has mm. been able to be made fun of. Yeah. Like can't argue with stats. Mm. So, Yeah. yeah. The one, uh, the other one, I particularly like, and if you did like this, I would recommend. Yeah, please, because I was going to ask you. I, I like this format. I like this podcast. Very different. Tell me, it's, mm. and it was, it is a couple. The one after that you mentioned Trump. last week that is smart technology making is dumb. Intrigues me as well because I've said that for. That was not bad, but I really liked how Silicon Valley lost its soul because they spend the whole debate trying to define what Silicon Valley's soul was to start with. Yeah. Uh, because. Like Silicon Valley has gone up and down and the rise of the tech mm. entrepreneur well, now. Google's, Google's motto is no longer don't be evil. That's right. Because they're evil. <laughs> um, so, the, the, yeah, they keep trying, bouncing back and forth between what what the soul of this nebulous entity of Silicon Valley is. It's really interesting to hear mm. um, all the sides. And I came out of that one not knowing whether it had lost its soul either. Like my ideas about Silicon Valley hadn't really changed, but I knew a lot more information to argue both sides. Yeah, and it's just head. it's so good to hear um, like well-researched snippets so you don't feel like you're getting bogged down in anything yeah. because each of the segments in the debate is quite short but packed full of information. Mm. Um, and I, the scoring system about being the percentage of change, I think, is really like who who was more persuasive during yeah, the argument rather than what. Yeah, people, so it's not a popularity. Yeah, contest. which I think is yeah. wonderful. And yeah, I realized as I was listening just that I had actually listened to an intelligence 
squared debate before, and that was with um, I don't know who the four team were, but it was Christopher Hitchens and Stephen Fry, and the question was, is the Catholic Church a force for good? And you can imagine where they land wow. on that particular yes. issue. So that yeah. might be something you'd be interested in uh, coming off the back of that Reuben Report episode. Because yeah, I'd say these so. are two atheists uh, debating two Catholics. Yep. I yes, I would 100% like to hear that. Mm. Okay, so we're moving on to our recommendations for next week. And in honour of Valentine's Day, we're doing a podcast all about because that's what Valentine's Day not is all love, about. Not love, not romance, sex. not dating. <laughs> We're here to fuck. This is Pat's recommendation, everybody. <laughs> I just want to make that very clear. The second that we mentioned doing themes, Pat's like, could we do a sex podcast theme? Could we do sex? Did I? Could that, we do was sex? that me? That was, yes. Yeah, probably. Yes. <laughs> that sounds exactly like something you would do. Um, so... Who wants to go first? I will. I think mine's probably going to be the biggest name out there mm. in sex advice is Dan Savage. Yep. Mm-hmm. He has a Savage Lovecast. Uh, he's been around for decades. Uh, he constantly is touring, doing college talks. Uh, he is, uh, I think he identifies as gay. He's married. He's adopted a uh, a, a baby raised it. The baby is now at college. Uh, like this is all things that he's is done. Baby at college. <laughs> yes, an eighteen-year-old baby at college. He's like going to have a sitcom. <laughs> Look who's talking now. Yeah, <laughs> going to have a sitcom made about him. Uh, yeah, and so he has people write into him about you know queer. Navigating queer love scenes, like like love problems, mm-hmm. uh, but also there's a lot of uh, straight people and I guess the kink scene also because it is kind of an anything goes, no holds barred sort of thing. Uh, Dan Savage has been in the news a lot because he is a popular queer sex advice columnist uh, and so he has been the forefront of politician scandals but also like saying the wrong thing and being called out by the community for it and then having to explain himself and and learn and I think he is more than anyone else that I've listened to regularly very aware of and responsible in the way that he does that going like obviously what I did was wrong and uh, you've told me that this is the reason why I'm happy to accept that and moving forward this is how I'm going to treat it and I encourage everyone else to do the same. Um, so what format does this, like what's the format of the podcast? Does it work so, like Agony Art style? Yeah, or? kind of. He'll open with a bit of a monologue about something that's annoying him that day. Again, the last year it's usually politics. Of course. Um, but before yep. that like he would go like he hates that people try and make Christmas sexy, like (laughs) don't take nudes in front of a Christmas tree. Don't wear a Santa hat on your penis. Like it's just not. Why not? You don't think a sexy Mrs. Claus outfit is cool? Well, that that's that he he's saying that I'm not passing judgment. You can do whatever you want. (laughs) Yes, I would like to put a Santa hat on my penis. Um, and then it goes into uh letters or calls that have been made in sent into him, you'll listen to them, he'll give his answer. Sometimes he'll give them a call if he wants to and they've left a number. Sometimes he'll just go, no, that you're you're an idiot, uh, go away. So he'll actually talk to them and do like a live Yeah, if they've left to, a number and he needs an and update And he doesn't have a strong opinion of fuck that. Well, yeah, sometimes he's like, why are you asking me this question? You know the answer. The answer is dump him and get out of there. 
So how did he start? Like what's his qualification? Like obviously now he's got the experience of having done it for decades. <laughs> yeah. But before that, what was he his? He started just by someone giving him a column in the San Francisco oh. newspaper. Um, and this was... And he, the, his point of difference, he says, is that he didn't write about his own sex life. He would write about other people's questions um, about the community or other people's questions about their sex life. And that's what he um, merits his success to in that he didn't run out of things to talk about in his own sex life. Yeah, um, right. And so now he's forbidden from doing so by his husband because his husband isn't a sex columnist so mm. doesn't want to wasn't that one that level of I get scrutiny. That. I'm a dating and relationships columnist in my spare time as well. And the number of people who, when I reveal it, they're going, mm. are you going to write about me? And I'm like, look, don't be a dick. And I probably won't. Yeah. I mean, don't give me anything to write about. <laughs> don't give me, be nice and you won't get written about. Yeah. And so there so is. Are you sure it wasn't you who wanted to do the sex theme? It probably was. No, see, I'm dating in relationships and another girl does the sex column because I pretty much every time she gives me a sexy story to write, the story is all about how, um, laughing and embarrassed I am by the whole thing, which we'll get to with my recommendation for this podcast. Mm-hmm. So uh, there is a free version, which is about just under an hour long. And it's just a good limit, good time limit. Yeah, and a paid version, which is the, exactly the same content, just more of it, mm-hmm. uh, between an hour and a half, hour 40 long. Sometimes he will also have like famous guest stars that he'll put behind the paywall, um, but they also sometimes show up in front of the paywall. Um, he's had famous authors, uh, which I believe one of whom you're going to recommend his yes. own podcast. Um, so maybe we'll just slide directly over to Pat. Yes. Let's do that. I'm going to recommend, I think, what might be my favourite podcast, which is Tangentially Speaking with Dr. Christopher Ryan, who first sort of burst onto the scene in 2010 with his book that he wrote with his wife, Casilda Jetha, called Sex at Dawn. Good book. Uh, which is about prehistoric human sexuality, evolutionary psychology, why people cheat, monogamy, non-monogamy, all sorts of things, why people behave the way they do and the sort of science that might back it up. And part of the reason that he burst onto the scene, I think, is because Dan Savage got him on his podcast and promoted his book and helped him out. So Dan Savage has been on uh, Tangentially Speaking. Um, so... I've recommended for you guys two episodes that are more about sex, even though tangentially speaking, as you can infer from the name, has obviously gone in many different tangents. Mm. It's not all sex. He gets quite a lot, um, but also scientists. And look, he travels like what the what the podcast is now is him traveling around in a van with his wife. Well, maybe not currently. I think she might be in South America. Um, but just traveling around, meeting people, you know, he's a nomad. He's been a nomad his entire life. And he, if he meets someone interesting, you know, who's led an interesting life, Hey, can I sit down and have a chat with you? Yeah. Um, a lot of, uh, like, uh, what, what would you call it? Sort of like earth conscious farming operations. He does quite a bit of a lot of those things, like maybe like not quite a hippie commune, but about as close as you can get to a hippie commune. Yeah. You know, well, people are doing sustainable farming. There's, there's quite a bit of that. Comedians, because I, I first heard of them, as with many of my podcasts from the Joe Rogan experience. Mm-hmm. So he's got a lot of comedian friends, um, other authors who have written in similar fields. Yeah, just all kinds of things. He also does a couple of different iterations of the podcast where he'll just tell stories about his travels or he'll just sort of rant into the microphone for a while. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. And I, yeah, he, he's one of my favorite people and 
I love him and I hope you will love this so too. What's what's the format of this podcast? It's it's, it? it's very relaxed. Most episodes are with a guest and right. they'll just shoot the shit and they'll go off on their tangents. And you've given us sex heavy. Yeah, well well the the, <laughs> the more sexual ones. So let me just bring up my notes here. Zane, I think I've given you Angela White. Um, she is an Australian porn star. Let me just double check that. Where am I? Yeah, I think I've given you Angela White. Um, he's re- he's actually interviewed uh, a number of porn stars, Asa Akira and Nina Hartley, if anyone's familiar with her. She's sort of a veteran of the game. But those are all very compelling because, you know, they're not your typical porn stars, I suppose. They're very well thought out and um, very thoughtful people. Uh, and then for Liz, I've given you Wednesday Martin. Oh, no, that's the other way around. Liz, I've given you Angela White. You gave me and Zane, the porn star. I've given you Wednesday Martin, who is an stars? author. No. No, she's, <laughs> she's, she's a similar sort of author. She's written about female sexuality and many different things, parenting as well, I'm pretty sure. But literally uh, in the episode notes, I've, I've given a bunch of recommendations. There's, there's well, so many great episodes of this Being uh, that it's your favourite podcast, I'm kind of excited to see what your favourite podcast actually Entails. Look, this is not nearly as political or as depressing as some of the other stuff that that I've given you. I've given all your stuff thumbs up, but I'm just like, oh, no more politics. No, no, this is very politics. Very chill. Yeah. (laughs) So the one that I have gone with, look, I listened to a couple of podcasts that have to do with sexual matters, and I did think long and hard, pun intended on what I was going to give you guys. And initially I wanted to make you listen to a podcast called Clit Talk, but then I was like, that's like my private space and I don't want you <laughs> I don't I don't want you boys in on my private space. So ladies, if you want to listen to it, do that. But no, I'm not sharing that with you. Um and then I was trying to think about which ones I wanted to go to. And I think it says a lot about me that all of the uh sex podcasts I listen to are um comedy based. <laughs> um, because I think that's kind of yeah, if you know who I am, that's just how I do. I'm hopeless at flirting and everything in between. So I like approaching sex from a lighthearted kind of way. But I find the one that I've recommended is Sex Nerd Sandra. And I find her excellent in the fact that, yes, she approaches it from a comedic way, but also she teaches you some stuff. Mm. Um, so she kind of she's been doing like sexual health workshops and um uh like fighting the stigma against sexual shame for years and she kind of was trying to think of a word to describe herself and she um she called herself Is a it sex shame nerd. exorcist no oh. <laughs> oh that would have been a good one well that's that's one of the yeah. <laughs> titles that uh chris ryan gets she's and i think he might have actually gotten it from sex nerd sandra because Possib- she's been a guest on possibly his show. but she she describes herself as a sex nerd and a lot of people these thought, sex hosts they get around they, oh, they do, do. <laughs> don't they like and, they and spread <laughs> themselves around everywhere don't they? <laughs> <laughs> she she gets very uppity when people think um that sex nerd is just like some gimmick that she uses to kind of you know get her show noticed but she calls herself a sex nerd basically because she thought it was the only way that she could efficiently communicate what she is and how she relates to the world in the fact that she is all about talking openly about sex but she's such a nerd about it because she wants to find out all of the things Mm. and know all of the things and why things are the way that they are which I love um so she basically used to um, 
she originally started out by having Dave Ross on as her kind of sidekick on the show and he left the show I think around episode 100 um, which made me sad because I think they had a really good chemistry. Um, so it's very lighthearted, very kind of curiosity driven episodes talking about lots of different things like kinks in one they talk about what your sexual archetype is so are you like a wonder woman or this or that to kind of give you a way to identify in the bedroom and then have you go okay well tonight I'm going to be a little bit more this or a little bit more that to kind of see what's lacking and very female centric no because they have um Dave as the sidekick um he brings in a lot of the guy stuff but she's very um She's very kind of equal with with dealing with male yep. issues, female issues, queer issues, kink issues. Pretty much she she's a sex nerd. She wants to know all about the things. So being one-sided about this is not yeah. would not be her bag at all. Um so the recommendations that I have um oh and by the way, she's left her podcast network. She used to be a part of the Nerdist network. Um but now she's um going out on her own to be a bit more independent. Was that because of the scandal? I don't know. Okay. There was a scandal including Chris Hardwick who who founded Nerdist um, and it was part of the Me Too thing. Right. Ah, yeah. Well, no, she just says on her Patreon that she wants to be a bit more independent. And Fair she's enough. studying and, you know, can't. So if anybody really likes this, feel free to donate to her Patreon because that's how she basically she's halfway to being able to pay all her bills every month That'd by be doing nice. the show. Um, so the episodes that I've recommended um, for Zane, I recommended episode 35, which is Kiss and Make Out. It's an episode just on kissing. And different, different types of Ew. kissing and whether, you know, like they talk about tech. I love it. They get really into it. They talk about technique. They talk about whether it's better to do that, you know, that they call it breath sharing and then laugh where your faces are just like really up close to each other and you don't really. And then they talk about, you know, like grabbing someone's head and just like <laughs> macking on. Um, it's a live episode though. So I did say if you do get some extra time, listen to one of the non-live episodes because sure. the live yeah, app yeah. is very panel discussion, laughter feedback from the audience and that's a kind of different vibe. I just really like the kiss and talk. Yeah. Um, and for Pat, I have recommended the episode Red Hot Touch, which is they actually get um, someone who is a hands-on, literally, sex therapist on to um, talk about, um, I guess, different techniques and different sex things and they actually get Dave Ross up on the table to do a few hands-on Great. demonstrations. I'll take notes. Yeah, well, that's what I thought you could do. So... <laughs> Those are my episodes. That's what I've recommended. So, sexy yeah. episodes for S- sexy Valentine's sexy Day. Sexy Valentine's Day. So is this episode, are we, is this Valentine's Day today when this one goes or is it next week Valentine's This is Day? coming out on the 11th. Okay. So this comes out so before. So this is prepping and, you for Valentine's yeah. Day. We've told you the episodes to listen to so you can get yourself in a sexy mood for Valentine's Day. And then we come back and we tell you how our sexy weeks were. And, ne- yeah, the next episode is going to be our post-coitus cigarette. <laughs> um, so, yep. Yeah. It's going to be super sexy, we hope, or it may be awkward. Who knows? Maybe it'll be very lonely. (laughs) That's depressing. No, let's go out and get there with our bad selves. Okay, guys, we have been Castology. Uh, You can find us on all the social medias, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. If you want to write in and recommend some of your own podcasts for us to listen to, please do. We cannot guarantee that we're going to put them on air, but we promise we will listen to them. At least once. At least once. So, yeah, that's it. We've been Castology. 
As you can find us online at that's my kind of productions.com forward slash castology. See, Zane knows the technical stuff. <laughs> I'm just like a puppet. That's like the guy at the end of those government ads. I can do it quicker if you want. Go. Please do. You can find us online at www.thatsmykindofproductions.com forward slash castology. Yes. That was good. It was tight. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we will see you next week for a sexy review. Goodbye. Bye. Farewell. Your future is full of possibilities. Vodafone X is the mobile plan to help you discover them. Discover what makes you tick with quick, free online courses. Discover by experimenting in studio spaces. You can book one for free. You never know where a little leap in a different direction could take you. So dive in at VodafoneX.ie to see what's included and discover you. Vodafone X is a four-week top-up offer and is subject to availability. Offer gives Redeemer access to booking one online space or course every four weeks pending 20 euro top-up. See Vodafone.ie for full terms. At Irish Life Health, we reward you for embracing a healthier lifestyle. With our benefit plan, you can get up to 250 euro back on things like fitness wearables, gym membership, or sports club membership, like your local GAA club. Search Irish Life Health. We know Irish Life. We are Irish Life Health. Irish Life Health Act is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. Terms and conditions apply. Call us to see exactly what's covered. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.